Welcome to the Hockey Town West podcast. Here to talk all things Griffins, Firebirds, and Walleye are your hosts, Nick Harrington and Brandon Cook. So every time you come over, it's like stepbrothers. Did you touch my drum set? Every time with you. Did you touch my microphone? Because you touch my microphone every time. I did touch it. I had to move it. I had to adjust the pod room this week. That's all I did yesterday. You did a good job. I'll give you that. Ten hours. Everything looks good. It... It, yeah, I feel so much better about it. I, I enjoy sitting in here more. Yes, you know. it is quite enjoyable. Um, You still have one too many jerseys on the wall, but you have a problem and an addiction, and it's okay to admit when you have an addiction. Not all, those are, help. not all those are staying up. I'm getting a puck display to put some pucks up, so uh, we'll be all right. You have a frame addiction, then. I'm just really sad a lot of this, remember? <laughs> retail therapy time. Yeah. So, anyways... So yeah, draft lottery. So well, who are we? Who are oh? Who are you? I am GR hockey guy, Nick. Are you? Because you're wearing a Seattle jersey right now. I'm really confused. Yeah, well, it's Game Seven. We're recording during Game Seven at Seattle zero zero right now with Dallas. So Griffin's Red Wings farm team podcast, and there's a Seattle fan next to me. <laughs> I'm really confused. Welcome to the Hockey Town West podcast. I'm your host Brandon. I'm Nick. And I'm excited. To, we're gonna. I'm gonna watch this while we record. So. Oh, great! So he's gonna be spaced out the whole time. Sorry, everyone. Classic Nick. That's nothing new. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh I god. Really am. Um. Uh, you hold us together. No, I'm um, Hank. Does hold me. Uh. So draft lottery <laughs> opinions. So we had a draft. There was a draft lottery. There was a draft lottery. Oh yeah. Sorry. There was a draft lottery, and we. If you went in like you expected, we finished as we expected. Well, you <laughs> told me multiple times. This is like me talking about the Griffins maybe making the playoffs. You were like, I've got a good feeling about this year. And I'm sitting here the whole time going, nope, I don't have a good feeling. I don't know why everyone seems to have a good feeling suddenly. But it's going to be the same thing as it is every year. And it was. We were due for one. That's what I felt. And going, I listened to, my buddy had a YouTube video playing today of like, the Wings lottery chances the last like six years. And it's just like, we've moved back more than anybody else. We've had the greatest chances to win. And we just, it's, we have not had. There was a year we had the greatest chance to win. What did we pick? Fourth? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you're six. I whatever, whatever it was. Like, <laughs> I am not mad about anybody we've picked. So, no, it's all worked really, out in the end. It, yeah, it has. So, we're just going to be like Detroit and the city of Detroit and we're going to build it ourselves. We don't need the luck. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised by how it went. I hate the team that got it. It's stupid. I would have rather... Well, I guess it kept Montreal from getting it. So, I'll take that. But I also don't want Chicago to have it. At least it's not in the same division anymore. Like, yeah. Bedard's not in the division. Unless something crazy happened. Oh. But Bedard's not in the division. That is good. I also am kind of excited because of who is set for that pick. It's all U.S. national team development players. Yeah, it's there's or, good opportunity for some really good players. I mean, this draft is so deep. We're going to get a good player either way. I mean, yeah. Bedard's obviously superstar level. Fantilli, Fantilli is borderline super superstar level. They said he was like, he would have been the number one pick if it wasn't for Bedard. Well, that makes sense. He's going to be the number two pick. He'll go to Anaheim most likely. That'd be a good spot for him. Yeah. With secrets. Yeah, it's a pretty sick combination there. No, it sucks. I wish the Wings would get cool things like this, but the league hates us. So, yeah, it's rigged. I'm just kidding. Chicago should have been penalized without a first-round pick. This Chicago year. should not have had a first-round pick. If Phoenix, sorry, Arizona got penalized for what the the holding some workouts and lost their first-round draft pick, and all the crap that happened in Chicago happened, and they what what was the fine? Like a couple million. Yeah, I mean, they, they should have been penalized for that. Like, they, No, they got penalized like $2 million, and they made that back in like the first couple hours of season ticket sales after the draft lottery went through. Yeah, Phoenix being penalized. Somebody else got penalized, too, and lost some Somebody else picks. did lose a pick, too, and Chicago didn't lose Jack for what they did. So all, all I can selfishly hope for is that Bedard's another Shane Wright and just doesn't pan out in the NHL. <laughs> That would make me way too happy, but the kids' skill levels are too high. It's not going to happen like that. It's not going to happen, and at least it's not in our division. I'm excited for the potential U.S. national team development players to come through because I think they – I don't know if they start in Detroit, 
but they don't have the adjustment period where they would have to like come to the Griffin because of the ice. I told you in an earlier episode that whoever gets picked in the, with the first pick that we have will not play in Grand Rapids. I don't think the first two picks this year will play in Grand Rapids. Really? Even if they were from Sweden, the, the Dvorsky guy is being pegged for us too. Yeah, I haven't looked too much into who people are assuming because every time we've assumed someone's going to be picked, Steve Eiserman <laughs> comes out of left field with something that pans out way better than what we would have picked, um, like uh, Mo Sider. So hey, I don't hate that pick at all. I wish we... Everybody did when it happened. I didn't. I was like, okay, let's go. Yeah, and I didn't know anything about the guy because no one talked about him because he wasn't on the radar, really. So it'll be interesting. It'll be a lot to follow for sure. It'll give us something to talk about in the off season for whoever may end up in Grand Rapids at some point. Well, but, it's not going to matter. You just said no. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the first, well, the first what pick number nine and then pick number seventeen. I don't think they end up here. Thank you, Florida. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Bye, Toronto. Suck it. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. And then we might not even pick those two picks. Steve might trade both of them to move up. So who the heck knows? Again, I'm just glad he's out of the division. He didn't end up in Buffalo or Ottawa. He ends up in Buffalo or Ottawa. The Which wings are yeah. way back further than they already are. So, yeah. Thank God. And Toronto lost. So uh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just keep reminding anybody I know that's a Leafs fan. Did that happen? Yeah, it happened. Oh, it happened. And it's comical. After, yeah. Future Red Wing William Nylander. Anyways. Or Matt Murray. They're talking about him. No, we don't want Matt Murray. That's what I saw reports. Yeah, you need to read different reports that yeah. don't put bad juju out there like that. We've got a lot of cap space. So. Guy's injury prone and he's not a good goalie. It's another Canadian team that got screwed out of going deeper in the playoffs because they didn't have good goaltending. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I saw Edmonton lose, I was just like, oh, Brandon's sad today. <laughs> I was sad about it, but again, they have no goaltender. But My, my bracket's busted. <laughs> 30 years now since... Not a Canadian team in the finals. Yeah. Well, without a, te- a Canadian team winning. Yeah. That's what I should say. Yeah. So, crazy. So, yep. Draft lottery. It happened. It's, so It's as good as when I play the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about accurate. <laughs> so, let's kick off. We got Toledo. Toledo, game three and four. Side note, because I pulled a note after listening through the edit of the last episode i had mentioned i wanted to look at what cincinnati had in regular season penalty minutes yeah because we were like wow this team is undisciplined as all get out you know i have been i can't sleep because i haven't i've been waiting for you to give us the answer to this sure that's why you it's can't kept, sleep it's kept me open <laughs> yep sure uh-huh sure uh so cincinnati finished fourth in the league in penalty minutes with 1262 in the regular season Toledo had 886, just to put that in perspective. That's a huge difference. And then so far in the playoffs, now I pulled this stat during, or right after I think it was game three, and Cincinnati had 287 penalty minutes in 10 games, leading the playoffs of all the other teams. How'd that work out for them? Fort Wayne had the second most at 216, and Toledo only had 72 at this point. Jeez. Well, that series was pretty chippy. Like the I first said one, last yeah, time. but obviously, like, look where it got both teams. Yeah. <laughs> they ran against a, a big fish. <laughs> a, yeah, a crazy fish. So, yeah, game three. Let's jump into it. Game three. How do you feel about game three? In Toledo. It was in Toledo. Yes, that's right. The first two games were not. How do you feel about game three, sir? So, game three. It happened. What about it? Let's go into it. Let's dissect it. Oh, yeah, that's what we're doing. What no. was the... What... Final score? Take us through it. Is that what you're trying to get to Take there? Take us through it, buddy. I love it. What, uh, what day was this playing? Uh, May 10th. <laughs> okay, perfect. There you go. Uh, no, so game three happened. Uh, Toledo won this one 2-1. to one. Close one. It was close. So, since he tried. Yeah, they did. Uh, I think for the first time in the series, they really tried. <laughs> So they stayed out of the box. That was the biggest thing. Uh, four power plays aside, and neither team capitalized in this game. No. So scoring in this one first period, there was no scoring, which Nobody. is pretty weird for this series. That's not happened much. No. Uh, Cincinnati had ten shots on goal. Toledo had eleven. Second period happens. Cincinnati turned it on. Um, Twenty-three shots on goal in the second. They didn't score any goals though. Who was in that? 
Mr. Kosa. Sebastian. Sebastian Kosa. So 23 shots on goal for them in the second. No goals for them. Eight shots on goal for the Walleye. Two goals for them. So pretty good conversion rate there. Yeah, Drew Warhead got the first one, his third of the series at this point, with Hensick and Curdy assisting. And then uh, TJ Hensick got the his third of the playoffs as well, uh, with Charlie Curdy and Kirill Tataev assisting on that. And then four minutes and 45 seconds into the third, Cincinnati did get on the board, but that was it. They had 11 shots on goal in the third. Toledo had 12. Final total for shots, 44 Cincinnati, 31 Toledo. So Mr. Kosa stopped 43 of 44 in that game. He played huge. Uh, Literally huge. It was the difference maker of that game. They do not win that game if Kosa does not play like that. No shot. Really? You don't think so? I mean, Lethemu might have played like that too, but like, no. I'm just just messing with you. (laughs) Yeah. He, I mean, he played out of his mind, man. It was it was one of his most sound games I think he's played in the ECHL so far. In the playoffs or just overall? Overall. overall. That's what everyone has been saying about it. It was his best game he's probably had in his pro career so far. He was very poised, very smart with his decision-making and where he was in net, kept the right angle with the puck at all times. He just played very well. But also, you know, again... Hensick and Warad getting goals. They're obviously having a good playoffs, both of them. And Curdy in this game, two assists. Yeah, Chucky's Chucky's playing good. I saw a couple signs in the stands for him. (laughs) Everyone likes him. I liked him when he was here in Grand Rapids for those couple games. I knew he was a good defenseman, and yeah, he's played very well. And in that game, too, um, Hensick, Warad, and uh, Tatayev all plus two. But Sabrango is a story in that game. How come? Dude was a freaking warrior. He took a puck to the face in the game. Did he really? Did you miss that? I don't remember yesterday. That's fair. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking he's done. Like I'm thinking he's done for the game. He went down. He was slow to get up. He skated off on his own, luckily. Uh, two minutes later, back on the bench. Didn't waste any time. No! Dallas just scored. Dallas just scored. <laughs> My heart wants Seattle, but my head thinks it's going to be Dallas. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this game, Toledo got lucky in this one, I feel like. Uh, wasn't their best game overall. Would you say Would you say Seabass stole this game? Absolute robbery. Okay. Not just stole it. He robbed Cincinnati of this game. They, um, they really needed it because they're now down. This was, they put them down 3 nothing. First game in Toledo. Yeah, the storyline though, besides Kosa, obviously he's the main storyline in this game, was the attendance. Was it sellout, baby? Again? Yeah. How do they keep doing this? Are the tickets free? No, they're not free. Trust <laughs> me, I've looked. But they're not really that expensive either. But they're not free. But a Wednesday night. Wednesday? Middle of the week. Yeah. Full sellout. Full sellout. That's probably more than the people, like the whole attendance for the last two games put together. That game did total more than Cincinnati's <laughs> two games at home's attendance, which were both on a weekend. I had no idea. I just threw that out there. <laughs> nope. That was 100% accurate. I did the math. <laughs> Not my strongest suit, but I did it right. You went to better schools than I did. Yeah, barely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. That crowd was exactly what you'd expect a playoff crowd to look like in that place. They were loud. They were having a good old time. And it was a tight go. game, which made it way more exciting for everybody there, for sure. I want to go so bad. Like, the, it just doesn't line up with my work schedule. I, I told go. you how to do this. Call in. I want to go so bad, though. You keep complaining that you want to go so bad. Well, we'll, we'll circle back. I <laughs> will <laughs> circle back. <laughs> we'll talk about it right after game four. Anything else you have for game three? No, man. Toledo's up at 3 nothing at this point, and that's exciting. Going into a Friday night game in Toledo again, obviously, with the ability to put Cincinnati away. Three games in, who do you think your like, player of the series is? Maybe maybe we circle back. Let's circle back after the end of the series. How about that? All right, let's go. But I think we have to do an ad break, don't we? Light the lamp during hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. I know I've still got the Oilers on lock as Stanley Cup champions at currently plus 500 in DraftKings. It seems like a no-brainer to me. Connor McDavid is getting his cup this year. 
calling it now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code THPN. New customers make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or, or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes and offer details. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsibility gambling resources. So game four, huh? Game four in Toledo. Does Cincy respond back? No. <laughs> Spoiler. I built that up so well. You're so <laughs> you welcome. Sh- You're so welcome. Pop to the balloon. <laughs> I, I love every second of what just happened there. That made me so happy. Well, I mean, Toledo uh, really did pop their balloon. Yeah. So let's get into this because there's a lot to talk about here. First period, since he doesn't do jack, they put 11 shots on goal. They don't score. Uh, had a couple good attempts uh, on Letheman. Letheman got the start in this one, so running the two-goalie system. Wait, what was the score to this game? I'll tell you at the end. Okay. Oh, you're going to build us up that way? Oh, I'm building it up. Because, <laughs> again, there's a lot of goals in this game. It's a little lopsided, but there's a lot of goals. <laughs> uh, so we start with the with Johnny Joppin. He starts. He starts. Since he doesn't score in the first, they have 11 shots on goal. Toledo puts 16 shots on goal and puts three of them in the net to start the game. So minute 54 in, Stewart's gets his third of the playoffs with McKenzie and Ebbing assisting. Five minutes in, Gordy Green gets his fifth of the playoffs with Curdy and Hawkins assisting. And 17 minutes into that period, Hawkins gets his sixth of the playoffs with Green and Barton assisting. So that happened. 3 nothing lead after the first period. I'm like, holy crap, this is... This is going to get really wild. It, I was anticipating a lot more penalties than what happened. I thought since he was just going to go all goon on us, and they kind of did, but then they kind of just gave up on that too. But after being up 3 nothing in the first, I'm just nervous Like since he's going to turn it on and Toledo's going to blow a 3 nothing lead, and this is where the series turns around. That's all I was thinking. I was thinking so negatively, like, oh, my God, because I've watched so much negative hockey in the past five years. Were you really? Yeah. I, I was nervous as... Oh, get out, dude. This was a snooze fest for me. I was just like... Yeah, I don't understand your thought process on this game at all, how this was a snooze fest. I mean, there was a lot of goals, but I wasn't very excited. I was just like, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we got to collect ourselves. Blooper. Oh, yeah, Nick had a nice blooper there. Uh, Anyways, (laughs) second period. One minute, 32 seconds into this one. Stewart gets his second of the night and fourth of the playoffs. Uh, Both of his goals... In this game, we're in the first under the first two minutes of the period. He's so the fire starter, dude, for real. Did uh, you see that mustache? It's got a sick mustache. <laughs> it's a pretty nice. Mustache. It's impressive. I know when you asked me who scored, I was like, Stewart. You see that mustache? Like I knew it was him. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> no beard, just mustache. No playoff beards, just a mustache. There's not really a whole lot of playoff beards on this team. No, a lot of them are pretty young, dude. Sorry to throw you off. <laughs> Well, I should also mention that that goal was shorthanded. It was a breakaway shorthanded. It was a beauty. And it was, yeah, it some slick moves there to get that one in. Uh, nothing happened for about the next eight minutes, and then 10 minutes, 49 seconds into the second, since he gets on the board, uh, which... Finally, there's some fight. Again, this is where I was like, uh-oh, you know, three goal leads, one of the worst in hockey. I'm scared. <laughs> I wasn't. Well, again, yeah. Have you watched this team, Brad? <laughs> A couple times, yeah. They're impressive. Um, Pretty good. Two minutes after that, Tatayev puts them back up again. <laughs> he puts his third of the playoffs in. And that was assisted by Green and Barton on the power play. And then uh, two minutes later... Hensick gets his fourth of the playoffs, assisted by McCourt on the power play. And then two minutes later, Drew Warad gets his fourth of the playoffs with McKenzie and McCourt assisting on the power play. That was only three power play goals they scored. But again, right in a row. Another game, which I'm pretty sure that it was just back to back penalties that Cincinnati kept taking with this. There was no five minute penalty or anything crazy. They just took back to back to back penalties. And Toledo made them pay yet again with. 
or power play goals all within two minutes of each other. It's the wheels fell off at this point in the game. Like I mean, it was already three nothing, and then all three of those power plays just. Well, at this point, it's seven to one. Yeah, it just buried them. <laughs> like I, I don't know. I just wasn't. I mean, I was watching it. I was like, "Yep, this is exactly what I expected." I mean, as soon as they were up three nothing, I was like, "We're coasting for the rest of this game." And they didn't coast. They didn't take their foot off the gas. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they. Some teams will coast and just play a defensive game. Mm-mm. Not Toledo. No, 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 no. Yeah, four goals in the second to since he's won there. So yeah, again, up seven to one. Since he shots in that period, ten. Toledo's thirteen. And then the third period comes around, and you're, I'm thinking at this point, obviously this game's ours, but we're going to coast, right? No. Uh, four minutes and 30 seconds into the third, Gordy Green gets his sixth of the playoffs, assisted by Bliss and Curdy. 11 minutes, 36 seconds in, Brett McKenzie gets his first of the playoffs, assisted by Ebbing and Stewarts. And since he gets a goal with uh, 12 minutes into this period as well, they got one more on the board, but it didn't mean anything. Shots on goal this period. Now you would think elimination game. You're down seven to one. You're gonna get the puck in deep. You're gonna get as many shots on goal against your opponent as you can when you're down seven to one. Since he had four shots on goal that period. I mean, what you said ha- is a good strategy. Yeah, where'd it go? <laughs> they, they clearly didn't have that strategy at all. Do you think since he was just tired because they just went through game set like seven games with Fort Wayne and it was just seven games in that rough and tough series definitely took a toll on them and Toledo is obviously well rested which makes me pretty excited for what the result of this is I mean Toledo moves on after four more wins they're undefeated in the playoffs and they're going to get another week's rest going into what is going to be yet another tough series against the team that finished in the top of the ECHL set records in the ECHL and the Idaho Steelheads, which is going to make for some interesting timing of games to watch because we're going to get some West Coast time, which yeah. will actually be really nice with our work schedule. Yeah. but I, I mean, I was... Well, let's finish this. Yeah, before I move on to that, they, so again, this game, another sellout. 8,300, exactly. That place was rocking, dude. Every chant you could imagine, that poor... Goalie, well, I should say goalies. Yeah, because since because they played them both. <laughs> did they? Did, so they started with one. Yep, Sinclair started. He got 19 minutes, 51 seconds of playtime. He stopped 13 of the 16 shots he saved. Then Warm came in. He played the final 40 minutes. Uh, saved 15 to 21. They didn't rotate him back out. No, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't put him back. I thought for a second they did. I know we were talking about it. And then obviously Lethman stopped 23 to 25. He was tested in this game. Played very well. The two-goalie system is working perfectly for Toledo right now. But obviously the team in front of the goalies has been just absolutely incredible so far. Any other notes I had for this game? I mean, you had Meyer, Hawk, and Bliss all at plus three in this game. Green had four points, two goals, two assists. Stewart's had two goals and an assist. And then obviously it was another sellout. Which, of course it was in these playoffs. So now you get, well, actually before I even get into the next round. So Toledo became the third team in Kelly Cup playoffs history to open a postseason with eight consecutive wins. And then uh, with their 9-2 to win over Cincinnati, they became the first team to score nine goals in a Kelly Cup playoff game since Cincinnati on April 21st, 2010. <laughs> How the tables turn. How <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um yeah man this was this was a great series for us <laughs> since in the the strange thing on this is that since he finished ahead of us in the in the division in the regular season and it wasn't even close to the playoffs yeah since he wasn't picked apart all season by their ahl affiliate oh who is since he's ahl affiliate no clue oh <laughs> Yeah. I can only assume they weren't picked apart like we picked apart the walleye, though. Because when we weren't picking apart the walleye and they had this core roster that they're using basically right now, they won 18 games in a row. See, that's They were unstoppable. That's, I didn't think you were going that route with this. That's why. <laughs> no. So this makes sense. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's just how it was when they had these guys there. And, yeah, Cincinnati finished at the top of the division. But towards the end of the season, Toledo was getting the best of them quite a bit. Yeah. So, I'm not surprised by this series at all, 
I mean, of course, I was nervous going into it. Top team in the division. You're like, okay, they might bring it. There was no fight. There was one game where there was fight. The two to one <laughs> game three. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like there was a. Oh no! Fight, first fight. game where they took way too many penalties. I mean, yeah, they're just undisciplined. They were an undisciplined playoff team. They tried to come into the series and play like they did against Fort Wayne. Toledo's not Fort Wayne. You yeah. cannot play that rough and tough game where you're going to get penalties called on you left and right against a team like Toledo. Which, based off the last two Idaho games that I saw, we might be walking into the exact same situation where they try to be rough and tough. Again, Allen was a rough and tough team too. But if that team walks in and tries to play that role against this team, we're going to see the exact same thing play out. Yeah, I want to touch on that here in a minute. But mm-hmm. the the other series was Allen and Idaho, and Idaho finished top of the top of the league. They year. broke records. So when they were talking about the schedule. It was I don't I want to figure this out, but I I was more excited for them if they had to play Allen than Idaho because one the Allen series for whatever reason they couldn't get a hold of the arena for the the schedule, but. They had the first two home games in Allen, five straight in Toledo. It would have been sick. That would have been so bad for the other team. Like, just... Oh, my God. Could you imagine being the away team in a playoff environment like that five games in a row? At Toledo. Even if you come in winning the your two home games. You're screwed. You're, you're toast. There's no way. You lose one of those home games, you're toast. You're done. So This I... team feeds off their fans so well. Like yeah. you hear in every post game interview, it's talking about how much they love the fans, how much they feed off the energy in the Huntington Center, and I can see why. I mean, I could hear the fans over the broadcasters the entirety of Game Four. Those poor away goalies were heckled the entire <laughs> night. Lots of free chili again, of course. Like that barn knows how to have fun, and they were having a blast. I can only imagine. Sure, for us watching it on TV. A 92 game is not very thrilling, but I mean, heck, you were in Flint when they put up, what, 10? Yeah, that and was And that was fun. such, yeah, can you imagine that what that would have been like in a playoff game? Like, you would have been having a, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know what to do with yourself because the horn kept going off. I think I just liked the games that were closer. Like, when I was watching this game, I did reflect a lot of, like, <laughs> I reflect a lot. Um, it's like. I wasn't yelling at the TV. I wasn't yelling. I wasn't screaming. Like when we were watching Flint versus Saginaw, oh my gosh, my emotions were up and down and yelling and crazy. And like, I'm sure the neighbors could hear me because I was screaming at the TV. Like I missed that and how close it was. Like I'm not getting that with Toledo because Toledo is just, just, it's a force to be reckoned with, with this team. Yeah. I'm kind of glad you said that. Cause you talk about the Flint and Saginaw series, like, Yes, there's lots of times where just the excitement was like you're yelling at the TV and all that. But then there was also a lot of mistakes, right? Both on both sides. Both teams make mistakes. Yeah. A lot of scram- mistakes, especially in that league. It's scramble hockey. Toledo doesn't make mistakes with the puck. It's very rare right now that they make a mistake with the puck, whether it's the goalie, defense, offense. They don't make mistakes. Yeah. When the other team makes a mistake, they make them pay instantly. ASAP. Yeah. They it's... capitalize so well. So, a little recap of the team so far in the playoffs, right? Yep. So, Barton, nine points in eight games since going down there from Grand Rapids in the playoffs. Playing extremely well for a defenseman. Loving every second of it. He's having fun. Well, I mean, he is. He was. He had the hot hand in Grand Rapids at the end of the season, and it, I was just wondering if it was going to carry over, and it did. And he's doing really well with it, and he is having a blast, you can tell. Uh, Charlie Curdy silently with eight a point per game in the playoffs, which is fantastic. He's eight points, eight games. Uh, Gordy Green leads the team with 14 points in eight games, uh, six goals, eight assists. Then Hawkins second with 13 points, uh, so six goals and eight assists. And Bliss has 12 points, Kirill has 11 points, and Warad has seven points all in these eight games. So Grand Rapids guys showing up big. And... It's exciting. I mean, they're getting the development. They're still playing. Like, this is so needed for them. I mean, they're not really being tested. <laughs> but just the extra reps, I mean, that's a big thing. And playing meaningful hockey, you know. Yeah. And the biggest development piece, I think, that is key for Detroit is what Kosa's doing right now. <laughs> I set you up just well for that. You did, too. 
I mean, so he's played four games, obviously, splitting with Lethman. They've each played four games, but Kosa, 1.25 goals against and a .954 save percentage. That's insane. I mean, obviously, the game where 44 shots are on him helps boost that percentage, but you got to play well to win that game, and he did. But those are incredible numbers over four games. I actually didn't read those numbers before you died. <laughs> I know. I can tell by the look on your face. But Lethamin as well, four games, 2.25 goals against and a .925 save percentage. Like, both these guys are playing incredible goaltending right now. And, of course, Toledo is the only undefeated team in the Kelly Cup playoffs right now. Any, any other team that's still in it is at least two losses or more. So what I'm nervous about is like we haven't been tested and I want to see the adversity because like now we're we're at the Western Conference fi- we're at the conference finals. Mm-hmm. How is this going to go? How is this team going to battle when it's down two goals, three? Yeah, goals? I mean I'm assuming we're going to lose a game at some point here. But at the same time, are we? <laughs> this team is a monster on the other end. <laughs> I know. And we we could lose and we could not. Maybe if we sweep them, again, I, I'll be mind blown. But then I'll be terrified for the finals. I'd rather get that one loss out of the way before the finals. I, yes, I'm saying the finals because I'm just going to assume at this point. Wow. Yep. I don't uh, like that. Yep. You just jinxed us. Well, I did it last time too, and guess what happened? This. I don't know. I, I'm just nervous. I thought this game four we were going to be tested. I thought they were going to come out with a fight. They were backs against the wall. I thought it was going to be a But game closer. three, they tested them. Yeah, but even then, like, they came out real fast, I felt. Toledo? Yeah. No, not in game three. You didn't start watching until about halfway through the first. They came out slow. Oh. That was probably one of their worst played games of the playoffs. And Costa stole the game, obviously. But even with that, like, if you're going to have an off night like that and your goaltender's playing like that, it's the perfect combination. You're allowed to have an off night. I'm just wondering what it's going to be like because remember they came into the series with a week off. And yeah. We all thought they were going to come out slow. I was nervous. About they that were away, time. and they came out firing on all cylinders. And we're going to have the same thing again. They're away after a week off, and I can only assume we're going to see the same thing. It travels a little bit further. Yeah. It's not an hour. Should be, yeah, right. Should be interesting. Idaho's like two hours away, right? Yeah, sure. You're gonna make that drive. <laughs> I asked you like four times last night. How far away is Idaho from us? I'm not even gonna entertain I think, it. I think I could take a plane on Sunday and get there. You buying? Uh, tickets are pretty cheap. I'm sure they are. So I see you pulled some numbers here for some of the Idaho players, right? Yeah, because you pulled all the numbers for Toledo. So I was like, well, what am I going to talk about? So mm, yeah, we got to have something for you to do. Let- <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. You made the pod room look pretty. So. <laughs> uh, my blood, sweat, and tears. Lots of, of tears. Lots of tears. <laughs> A lot of tears. So I was like, let's uh, preview the series. Yeah, you know? what you got for me? So. We took a look. I took a look at the forwards for Idaho. The scoring leader for the playoffs in the league is Wade Murphy. He's got 11 games played, a couple mm-hmm. more than Toledo. Nine goals, five assists, 14 points. He's a, I don't know if he's a plus or a minus. Um, he doesn't lead the league, then he must be tied for the league lead. For what? Goals? Points. Points. Yeah, that's the same amount of uh, points that Gordy has. He's a league leader in goals right now. For okay, for goals? Yeah. Um, Jordan Kawaguchi, nine goals, or nine games played, three goals, seven assists, ten points, four penalty minutes. And then Owen Hendrick. So this guy I'm going to mention because he is second leading defenseman in uh, the league for scoring in the playoffs right now. Okay. With 11 games played, one goal, nine assists. Hey, those assists are important when it comes to being a defenseman, man. You got to yeah. set up the play. So I I haven't watched any of Idaho's games because I don't care to at the moment. You know, we're watching Toledo. We're watching the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm seeing is their sixth leader, too, Matt Register, six games played, zero goals, eight assists. So I, the way this is looking to me is that a lot of the assists are coming from the defense. So... 
I don't know how exactly they're scoring because I haven't watched it, but I can only imagine that the defense is playing a big part in how they set up their offense. What? I mean, that's <clears throat> those points. Yes, there's some of some of those are a little higher than some of the Toledo guys, but at the same time, like these are so close. And I mean, you have two defensemen that are listed with what eight and ten points, and you know you've got Barton and Curdy with nine points and eight points. Yeah. So we're we're not seeing too much of a difference there, which is great. It, maybe it'll be a little more evened out, which will make me make things more entertaining, at least for you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do like the closer games, but I do I do want us to win. Oh yeah. Uh, goalie. They've only been playing a one goalie system. Okay. So Adam Shield, eleven games played, eight wins. 2.84 goals against a .904 save percentage. He has one. He's coming off of a shutout. 31 goals against, 322 shots against. Okay. So I look to see what is Toledo at. They have 229 shots against between the two goalies. Right. So they're giving up about, I mean, let's just round up, 329 to 229. So uh, Idaho's played three extra games, and they've given up 100 more shots than than Toledo. So, trying to look at the stats on this, I feel like there might be a lot more breakaways. If their defense... No? You don't think so? I don't think so. If their defense is leading the charge for their offense? No. Well, how do you take it? So, so I watched their two games, the last last two. And that's (laughs) not what I saw. I mean, so... When they what get, you it, see? what I what I noticed in the last two is they get in the zone, and they establish their presence, and they set up play. The team that they played, which was Allen at the time, wasn't very good at disrupting that defensively. Any granted, Cincinnati and Indy are very different teams from Idaho, but they were never able to establish a presence in the zone whatsoever against Toledo. It no. was broken up by solid defense from the defensemen. And then the two-way play of the forwards. I didn't see, granted, very small sample size out of the 11 games played. I only saw two. But I didn't see any anything crazy breakaway-wise like that. And, I mean, they lit up Allen. I think this series is going to come down to special teams. Just like the last one. Oh, goody. Yeah. <laughs> so That works out well for us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I ran the comparison... Uh, tool that they have on their website yeah i love that tool i don't know if you're being facetious or not (laughs) no i actually do love that tool okay (laughs) like the nhl and ahl don't have a comparison tool to compare teams they should yeah Um, it's something so simple but it's actually so much fun that's how i got half the stats between cincy and toledo when we were previewing that oh even better so i'm on the later track so idaho had 45 goals scored compared to toledo but idaho also played more games three more games so i'm like that's when did toledo have total goal scored 39 and nine of them came in that last game oh. <laughs> so okay uh toledo has three shorthanded goals okay idaho has zero power play toledo has an advantage of 40 percent compared to idaho's 26 percent. 40 percent on the power play that's insane the average in the nhl is like 28 30 something like that their power play is insane. Like so you're like, oh, it's gonna come down to special teams. So I'm like, ooh, good. Yeah. Uh Yay. penalty kill? Toledo's killing ninety one percent of their penalties. Yeah, they, you know why? Because teams can't establish themselves in the freaking zone. It, Even with one last guy against them. Ninety one percent, that's insane. Uh-huh. Uh Idaho's at seventy eight percent. Regular so I, then I was like, all right, well. Is this a tale of two different teams, like regular season and playoffs? Because Idaho was so good in the regular season. How many goals did you say Idaho put up again? 45 in the playoffs. Let's go. Their last few games here. I don't know how many I'm going to scroll through here. They won against Allen 6-2. to two. They lost 7-2. to two. They beat Allen 9-3. And their final game was a 6 nothing win. Oh, wow. So, a lot of their goals came in the last series. Okay. So, again, a similar tale. Interesting. Again, this is going to be a close, this is going to be a battle. Yeah, I still, yeah, I mean, it's going to come, it's going to be an interesting, I'm excited for this series, because I feel like the series, like, the playoffs actually finally started. (laughs) I don't know if they have, so I guess we'll find out. (laughs) We'll we'll see here in a second. Um, I was looking at the regular season 
comparisons too. Idaho scored 290 compared to Toledo's 252. Uh, Short-handed goals, Idaho had 13 to Toledo's 4. Power plays percentage, Toledo had a better power play in the regular season, 25%. So Toledo's been better on the power play in the playoffs than they were in the regular season. Penalty kill, Toledo, 84%. Or sorry, 85% to Idaho's 84%. So they're very close. Um, I could not find... I don't think they played each other in the regular season. Hmm. I okay. couldn't. I couldn't find that. I don't think so either. With them being the west Western team. Yeah, I couldn't find that. I mean, I guess it is the same conference, but they're out west, out 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 west. <laughs> yeah, I which I don't know. I saw. I did find something on SofaScore where they had breakdown, but then I couldn't find it on Toledo's website, like through the schedule. So I don't think like those dates didn't match up. So I don't want to. I don't want to put that in there. To an interesting one, just that I'm scrolling through while you're talking about this too. Uh, the Idaho still had swept Utah in the first round, and every game was decided by one goal. Oh, jeez! Every game Idaho has played up until game two and on in the second round was decided by one goal. So something I'm wondering what's going on. Who do you know who their affiliate is? I don't, but I can figure it out for you while you're talking. Yeah, because I wonder if they're, a lot of their players got moved up because that team is going into the they, – they, they're on a heavy playoff run? I, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's possible. Again, this was one of the best teams in the ECHL in the regular season. And then in the playoffs, they're just not that dominant. It's, it's very weird. Yeah, I mean, they've been – Where Toledo, I mean, Toledo was good in the regular season. They just are super dominant in the playoffs right now. And it's not like they haven't played anybody good. So I'm going to burst your bubble a little bit here. Yeah, yeah. You if always you don't, do. If you, don't want, if you don't want Idaho to get some players back, you better hope Dallas and Texas keep going. Uh, they are the Dallas Stars affiliate. Who? Uh, Texas is still going in the playoffs right now, though, too, in the AHL. So, so that's who they're... That's who they're playing Milwaukee. But at last I checked, Milwaukee was up in that series. Oh, jeez. So if so, you want an easy, easy stroll through this round. You'd start quick. You start quick and hope for the best. And hope the Kraken lose. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I mean, you're good. I, I mean, nobody, one, nobody expected them to make it this far. How cool would it be for them to play? Oh, actually, that series is tied in Milwaukee and Texas, so we might have some time. Because with the AHL schedule, that series won't be over till oh Sunday. Yeah, we don't start till crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, I forgot that the series was five game series again. Oh, <laughs> Stupid AHL. So silly. But yeah, I mean, obviously, Idaho is a part of a powerhouse system yeah. with Dallas and Texas both being fantastic teams. Big teams. Dang it, Jim Nil. <laughs> I know. Way to build a good system, dude. But I think this series is going to be very evenly matched. I don't think Toledo's going to waltz right through them. If they did, awesome. I would be so pumped. If this team just goes on a tear and sweeps this team somehow, I won't know what to think of myself. You might be bored, but I'll be sitting here just going, like, is this the greatest hockey team assembled in this league's history? I... I mean, Dan Watson has them prepared so well. After a week, like, I was nervous, too, about how they started against Cincy, and then they came out with a minute and scored, and I was like, okay, we are playing. Like, they are ready. They've been ready, so. He gave them their Mother's Day weekend off after winning Friday, and they were right back to work this morning. It's... As we're recording on Monday, the day after Mother's Day here, but. They were right back at it today. Did you see the? Did you see my post about Kosa? No. Oh, yeah. He's doing some glove work or whatever, I wearing the stinking bucket hat again. Dude loves his bucket hat. Goalies are weird. Goalies are weird, but the Griffins better find him a bucket hat. Dang it. I mean, we do have the uh, Jimmy Buffett ones. No, he needs just a straight-up Griffins <laughs> one. No promo stuff. I didn't even get one. Neither did I. That game. Uh, yeah, but... man. It's going to be a... It's going to be interesting ones. They start what, Saturday, Sunday, or is it Friday, Saturday in Idaho? That's where I was leading to next. So they play Saturday in Idaho... 
Sunday in Idaho, so back-to-back, that they come back to Toledo and they play Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. If necessary. <laughs> yeah, if, Saturday if necessary. Tuesday, then Wednesday back in Idaho. So it's... Uh, I oh, can yeah, s- I'm loving these Idaho start times. Saturday, 9 o'clock. P.M.? Yeah. Jeez, I don't know. What hey, I work Saturday, man. That's beautiful. I'll be able to watch the game Sunday. I work Sunday. That game's at 9 as well. No, I game's at 6 o'clock, which is perfect because oh. we close at 6. Thank so God. I'll be able to watch both games uninterrupted by work. No worries there. I'm really disappointed about Wednesday's game. Yeah, because you're going <laughs> to... I will literally be in Ohio Wednesday. So why didn't you get tickets? Uh, cause I wasn't buying anything until it was confirmed because we saw the round, if we saw what the schedule looked like that they played Allen, I there was, was so multiple st- games we were going to be able to go to. We could have went to like three of them. Oh my I God. I was hoping and praying that they were going to play Allen. Yeah, me too. It would have been absolutely fantastic for our schedule. It would have been a blowout too. They probably wouldn't even made it to game five. No, probably not. But yeah, I will literally be in Ohio heading heading home that same day, but would have made time on the schedule to stop at the bank tank for sure. Um, Did you check recent? Well, you, the problem that you had was that you just couldn't find tickets. Yeah, but then I looked at our scheduling and stuff too. I'm not rushing through the vacation portion to make it over there. That adds way too much stress to the first couple of days of a vacation. But there is potential again, if necessary, that Friday or Saturday. If they're there, there's potential with my vacation time still of heading back down there. You know, that Saturday I might be able to make it. You literally spent 20 minutes on the phone with me last night telling me you wouldn't be able to make that work. Yeah, but I didn't realize it was Memorial Day weekend that yeah. week. Yeah. Nobody, t- nobody told me that till this morning. And now I'm like, oh, I think we read might. the calendar? No. <laughs> so I actually might be able to because it might be slow enough that I can, I can leave. Or request to leave an hour. I early. mean, if they go to those games. I, yeah, I would do it. Oh, um, 100%, man. Let's go. Because I could see this going five games. So I. It should go five games. Are we going we gonna to drop our predictions now? Sure. I'm going Toledo winning in six. Six? I think there's two losses in there. I'll even go further in the prediction. I think there's a loss for each goalie. But only one each. I think they go in five. You think five? I think five. I like that. I'm hoping for five. I think five, just based off of how well Dan Watson has them prepared. They have a week to study tape. And I don't think Idaho is... I hope they're not sharing streams in different locations if they're trying to watch tape. Jesus. (laughs) Sorry, I hate the Flow Sports app. It's stupid. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, Fish in five makes sense. Fish in six makes sense. Yeah. You're saying fish in five. Which goalie falters? Which one takes the L? I think Johnny. You think you're going to Johnny? I think Kosa stays undefeated. He's playing so well. Yeah. And not that Johnny's not playing well by any means. Johnny's playing some incredible goaltending too. But all right. I think five. I'm going to pray. I'm praying for five so I can go to Saturday's game. I know that's what you want. I don't know how logistically we're going to be able to get it figured out. We go to a conference championship clinching game yes another blooper for nick this episode uh yeah so uh uh, but uh (laughs) so i want to go to a game so freaking bad we both do it looks like a good time that's my recap for the series oh that's my recap for the series well your recap for the series that we just ended what else you got I got nothing because this week's going to be a little bit shorter of an episode. So to break it down for our listeners, because this is obviously going to be a much shorter episode. This might be 30, 35 minutes when it's posted, uh, which is extremely low for us. So don't freak out when you see that if you've made it this far into listening. We appreciate (laughs) you. Um, But with my vacation time and this work schedule this week, we had to do a short one today to make sure we wrapped up the Toledo series. We're going to record another one this Friday, hopefully, if our schedules pan out. We are. (laughs) if you guys could see the look i'm giving him it's not on the notes (laughs) it's on oh i know it's in our text messages and our phone conversations but it's on my calendar not yours oh yeah you should probably share that with me i'm not sharing that calendar with you that's a private calendar i already know where you're at (laughs) oh god that's right you can see where i'm at 
Uh, but we'll record on Friday, which uh, will be Griffin season recap part three, part defenseman. Oh, this will be an interesting one. It will be an interesting uh, one. Who we have coming and who we have going. Where did they come from? Where'd they go? And where will they be? <laughs> that word. All right, cool. Um, so yeah, a couple of shorter episodes, but we at least wanted to get content out to you guys on time with this vacation. Cause I'm not going to lie. I'm going to disconnect a little bit. I need it. So from me or from like what? <laughs> the more you talk, the more it's from you. No, I'm kidding. Uh, from work, but this work schedule this week is going to be absolutely nuts for me. Um, including a random 5am drive to Southfield. So that'll be fun. Yay me. It's going to be fun for you cause you'll be able to disconnect and then. I'm going through a crazy week the week right after. Yeah, but I'll get a lot more time to invest some more time into this and editing skills and just how we have some of the stuff set up for record on my end too, giving us more flexibility with recording because we want to be able to continue bringing out, even if we can only bring out some small episodes here and there, we just want to be able to bring out more. I like the small episodes. I don't mind the smaller episodes. So yeah, these two short ones and then back to our regularly scheduled stuff, but we'll at least have stuff out weekly to everybody. And that's exciting, and the most important thing for us is to get stuff out weekly. But other than that, man, I have nothing else to add for this week because I didn't add some crazy topic unless you got something you want to throw at me. Yeah, so I want to do – we're going to try to figure out Patreon. And yeah, I think – you're supposed to figure that out this weekend. I will f- try to figure it out tomorrow. But uh, <laughs> I think we're going to put out is some – bus throw them on? No. <laughs> uh, so much time. I'm uh, hoping to figure it out by the next week, but I think we're going to just do like crazy personal stories or awkward stories of Nick and uh, <laughs> be able to see the craziness on that side. I'm so excited for that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, nothing else to add. Everyone have a wonderful week and we will talk to you guys soon. Have a good week, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Love you all. You did it backwards. I don't know. Love you. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Hockey Town West podcast. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at HockeyTownWPod and your host, Nick at GR Hockey Guy and Brandon at Brandon GR Hockey.